The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. We pray for the grace to pursue love as our greatest call. This week's reading is from the Gospel of Luke. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, He went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them, except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them, and went on his way. This week's contemporary voice is Edwina Gately. We will never call forth the kingdom if we get caught up in questions like, will this work? What are the rules? What will happen? We have to follow our instinct and allow God's miracles to be revealed, 
and they are only revealed when we get to the edge of the cliff. I knew that the best thing was not to think, that the best thing was to just go ahead and say, okay, I do not understand God, and it is all right not to understand God. The important thing is to accept our calling and to pursue it, even if the world says we are mad. They said that of Jesus of Nazareth. They said that of all the prophets. They are mad. They are crazy. They don't think. But they are always the ones who break through, crack, 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 bringing forth the kingdom. Let these words sink into your soul. This week's reflection is from Sarah Otto. One thing Jesus models all throughout his life and ministry is that his calling, and therefore our calling, is first and foremost about love. It's not about a title or any prestige. It's not about entitlement, as the people of Nazareth surely felt, watching one of their own suddenly rise to fame. In this gospel, Jesus reminds them of the prophets Elijah and Elisha, and in doing so compares his own mission to theirs. In the stories about the widow in Zarephath and Naaman the Syrian, God's care was not for the chosen people, the assumed, but to the oppressed and socially marginalized, the outsider. Scholars will say this message of Jesus foreshadows the future Christian mission to the Gentiles. But more immediately and more simply, I think it reminds us that Love doesn't make sense. Love, when unexpected, uncoerced, unassumed, when simply a gift, as God's grace always is, that's a love that transforms. We might read this gospel and think that a calling has to be big, in line with the words Jesus read from the prophet Isaiah. Those words can be intimidating if you think, Well, I'm not called to be a prophet or a healer, but if we remember our calling is first and foremost to love, it doesn't always look so heroic. It doesn't always feel important, and it's often in the hidden moments. My husband and I have a tendency, unhealthy though it may be, to look at each other in the middle of a meltdown one of our kids is having and say, and why did we have kids? We adore them but really our lives would be so much easier without them. But there was something in us, hard to articulate, hard to necessarily pinpoint, that propelled the desire in us to have kids. 
and continually propels us to love them each day, no matter how hard some days can be. Love makes no sense. Jesus is calling this love he had for his father that fueled all he did. This love showed itself as a resistance in a variety of ways. A resistance to what would be easier, what would be expected. A resistance to success, fame, his own agenda. He slept in the midst of the storm. He went off to a deserted place when the whole town was at his door seeking help and healing. He altered his plans with the disciples to be present to the crowds who were hungry. He journeyed quietly to the cross. What are the ways you practice resistance? Consider the mornings you get out of bed when you're tired to take care of your family or to go to work because you care about the mission. Consider the times you've held your child or grandchild and assured them of your love even when you were frustrated with the wrong they had done. Or the times you held your tongue from a biting word and instead took hold of your spouse's hand and gave it a squeeze. Those little acts of love, which in reality are extraordinary acts of resistance, are moments of grace, moments, as Edwina Gately says, when we crack, 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 bringing forth the kingdom of God into our homes, our families, our world. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. Generous God, your love is wild, unexpected, free. Let that love mold our hearts so we too have the courage to love others with freedom.